everybody, welcome to the Cover Band Central official podcast, number 203 for Tuesday, July 11th, 2023. I'm Steve Witchell in New Orleans. Tony B, coming to you from New Jersey. What's happening? Oh yeah, it is hot. Hot, hot, hot. Hot summertime, right in the middle you of... Hot or you're not. Dab in the middle of summer. Woo! Welcome everybody, if you're watching here live, we are broadcasting live on the Facebook Cover Band Central page on the... In the Cover Band Central group on Facebook and on the Cover Band Central YouTube channel. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel. The link is in the description. Click that link, hit subscribe, hit the bell so you know when we're going live. And check out our previous, all of our previous podcasts and all the other goodies on the YouTube channel. But if you're coming in here live while we're broadcasting right now, come on in and say hello. Tell us where you're from. We will say hello back like George did right there. He said, Good evening, gents. What's up, George? He's got the big G. What's happening, George? Got the big G as avatar. Yes. Uh, we always like you coming in here live and participating in the discussion, asking questions, making comments, all that jazz. And you could talk Share. about the topic today, which uh, you might read. We'll get to the topic in a little bit. Mm. Um, it's uh, an interesting one. And I picked it because of what just happened in, during the past week um, in the, in the uh, Internet world. And, uh, and a couple other reasons. What's up, Jake? He's in here from Virginia Beach. Yo. What's up, he says, yo. Um, I'm having issues here with my my hearing apparatus. You probably get it checked out, Steve. My hearing apparatus. audiologist. Yes. Remember when you were in grammar so, school and they used to do the hearing test? You had to raise your hand if you could hear the frequency in your ear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, yo, Brad's in Southwest Florida. Hello, Mr. Brad. Ben said, let's rock in Ben, Illinois. Let's, ben is in Ben, Illinois. Let's rock, Ben. What are, what are the chances of that? Well, maybe he's a big shot and he's got a town named after him. Yeah. And he still has his avatar. says he's got his, he got his COVID-19 vaccine is his avatar. So he still wants people to know that, he's, that he is. He's good to go. Fully inoculated. In ben, from the Illinois. Yeah. People are still wearing masks. Are people still wearing masks up in Jersey? Only at Halloween. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I guess some places, some medical places, they still have, they still wear a mask, believe it or not. Because I do some, some work in some medical office buildings and some you have to have a mask. Okay. Very few though, they're dwindling. But not in just like the general public in supermarkets and all that? No, I mean, I see people wearing them, but it's not required. No, I know it's not required, but I was wondering. Oh yeah, if I still yeah, I still see people wearing masks. Uh, what's up, Cujo? Cujo from Noah. Cujo is a bass player. I saw him, uh, Cujo, post in uh, one of the groups that he's looking for some work. So, Cujo, keep your ears peeled. I might have some sub work for you. I'll let you know. Mm-hmm. Um, G Money from uh, Shy Town. Shy Town. Next stop, Shy Town. That's George. G money put the money down. Yeah. Uh, yeah, people here are still wearing some there's some people like around New Orleans that always still wear masks. Um yeah, I guess they're really trying to be super safe still. And I guess COVID is still out there, but I I mean all the requirements have been yeah. uh, dropped and uh No but but I mean if you go to a doctor's appointment they still ask you all the pertinent questions like have you been exposed to COVID? Do you have any symptoms? Do you have fever? You know, they you still have to 
they still ask you. They don't come out and take your temperature anymore, but they still ask you a whole bunch hmm. of questions. I went to the hospital recently, and anytime I went to the hospital during COVID, you had to walk in and you had to have a mask on. Uh, when I went recently, mm -hmm. you did not have to have a mask on, and none of the doctors or nurses did either. They didn't. They weren't wearing masks. It was weird. I was like, mm -hmm. in a hospital, really? They're still. They're not doing it. You know, that was strange to me, but. Uh, all right. It, well, things have lessened because I will tell you, I went to the doctor about six months ago for, you know, just for mm -hmm. a physical and everyone had masks on. Like I had to wear a mask. The assistant had a mask on. Doctor had a mask on. I just went recently to my cardiologist for my yearly checkup and no masks. Mm. All right. And that's, you know, in the six month period of time. And previously they all had masks on and had the signs up, you know, wear mask. Mm. So. I think it's just personal preference now, Steve, if you want to wear a mask so. or not. Uh, Ben's got a fever for more cowbell, he said. Good thing he's vaccinated, so we know he's not That's contagious. Right, because right, I'm sure you got plenty of cowbells. But he's got fever for cowbells yeah. right over here. That's, That's what, what I'm saying. Right you got there. plenty of cowbells. Super fever. You got a whole bunch right. of them over there. Um, so, yeah, summertime in New Orleans is the worst. And, Steve, did you observe how custom the, those cowbells yeah, are? Have you ever seen? Have you ever seen? No, but you like uh, told me all about them. Yeah. I sure did. You customize them as well as the drums with the with the yes. teal color. Yes, I would call it maybe. Yes, yes. Robin's egg blue. Robin's egg blue. Okay. Or Motor City blue, if, as like Gretsch likes. And it almost blue. matches your shirt right now too. Hmm. Almost my shirt is much more sky blue, yeah. like a pale blue. What are you drinking there? It's not quite it. Drinking some iced ah, coffee. Okay. It almost looked. I'm drinking water. Oh, Cold water. Like I, I was gonna say it almost looked like a white Russian. That, that's not a bad idea, but I had I had a nice tequila with dinner, so I, I don't want to mix up. So right, I'm gotcha. Brad, Brad asked, uh, "Do you mic your cat?" Brad asked. He's, he's Brad, Brad asked, asked guy. "Do, I do you mic your cowbell?" <laughs> I do not. The overheads pick okay. it up. I do not have an individual mic for the cowbell. Right. Surprisingly very loud. Cowbells are pretty loud. They cut. They do. Actually, on my live set, I have to actually, I have a piece of foam inside it to cut down the ring because it's just too much. Right. There you go. All right. So, yeah, summertime in New Orleans is the worst time of the year. Um, <laughs> 100 degrees, no air conditioning. Yeah, it, it's super hot. My air conditioning, as I was telling you, my air conditioning is currently not working, so I'm sweating my butts off right now. Maybe, maybe all my butts, Steve. Um, and it's slow in New Orleans, and every year, um, the the workload uh, dwindles down, and things start changing, and you know. I, I'm not privy to the all the management decisions and all that, why they do what they do. Um, but it, it happens every single year around this time. People start panicking and, and then musicians start losing gigs. And uh, one was, uh, I did a sub gig a couple weeks ago at this, this one club that was being, uh, and the band was being run by a friend of mine and he was getting players to, to sub there on Wednesdays and Thursdays, and now that's gone. That was taken away. Uh, and my gig, you asked me before, what I was doing, mm. I was 
you know, since last October, I was playing doubles uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I was playing during the day at a Bourbon Bandstand on Bourbon Street, New Orleans. And then uh, at night at Fat Cats right across the street. And then a, a few weeks ago, I started just doing doubles at Bandstand. So 2 to 6.15 and then 7 to 12, generally, um, at Bourbon Bandstand. This past weekend, we were informed the day before... So on Thursday, we were informed that we were not going to be playing at night for the weekend. Um, so only only so day. All game. we did was the day on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, th- that's what we had scheduled anyway, and that's uh, we did not play any of the nights. And it was my understanding when I was told this that there was not going to be a band uh, at night. Friday, we went in to play, and our band leader, Jason, is not there. Was not there for the weekend. He had uh, uh, his daughter is in a, a softball World Series, and he had to drive her to Florida to participate in that. Mm. So we had a sub drummer. So Friday, we started to, um, you know, we're playing. We got some people in the room, and some people, more people, are coming in. And then I see the general manager, not the manager of the club, but the, the person above that. I see him kind of walking around and walking around and stuff. And then the manager of the club looks at me, and it's about, we start at 2, and it's about 2.40, I would say. She, I'm in the middle of the song. She's looking at me, and she's pointing to him. She's like, he wants to talk to you. I'm like, and I'm thinking the worst. I'm thinking, oh, no, we're in trouble. We did something wrong. He's mad that Jason's not here or something. I'm like... Okay. Fortunately, we got Sonny on stage. He can play bass. So we end the song. I give the bass to Sonny. Like, here, play bass on the next song. And I go out and I go outside and talk to him. He said, uh, the Swingers convention in town, which we knew about, kind of. He said, they're gonna ha- they're having a party here in this club. And he said, they don't want a band. Um, he said, so 3 o'clock, wrap it up. He's like, you're done for the day. You're going to get paid for what, if you were to have done the whole day, you're still going to get paid. Gotcha. Okay. See. But three o'clock, wrap it up, you're done. So on Friday, we played for one hour. <laughs> okay. And that was it. Um, and then pack, pack it up, up and go. go. And, uh, and we, uh, we, like I said, we were under the impression there was no band at night. So... We left most of our stuff on stage. We kind of put it, tried to put it aside as much as possible because the, the whole swingers party thing, they were using part of the stage. They were doing okay. giveaways and things like that. But there's house house drums house and drums. there, right? Um, yeah. And But the, the drummer left his cymbals on, you know, left, left everything because, you know, he was coming back the next day. And, uh, you know, I left, you know, most of my... I tried to push my stuff aside, but I left most of my stuff there without you know, packing everything up. Come back in the next morning or early afternoon, Saturday, and everything is fucked up. Disarray on the stage all over the place. Mic stand broken, like the foot, a brand new mic stand. One of the legs was just all gone. It was off. It was broken. Um, You know, things were all like cables and stuff all over the place. And then we learned that there was a band on Friday night. Um, so we had to clean all that up and then, you know, we played our regular 
uh, sets on Saturday and on Sunday. And they had a band at night, both of those nights. So uh, what I learned, I guess learned, was that... <laughs> or what you observed. What, was that, well, I talked to uh, Saturday. I talked to the manager of the club. And I, you know, asked him what was going on. He said, oh, you know, they want to try this out because there's no sense in having a rock band play at night when there's a rock band across the street in Fat Cats, which is what I already said before I took this job uh -huh. because there was an uh -huh. R&B band playing at Bandstand at night and Rockbox playing at night at Fat Cats. And, and I thought that made sense. No competition. That made sense. Right, right. You know, different genres, you know, different crowd. But sure. now all of a sudden he's saying, oh, yeah, Eureka, it, it doesn't make sense to have. And I, I don't even know if that's bullshit either, but that's what I was told. Uh, so as far as this coming weekend, I don't know what's happening yet. It's Tuesday right now. I don't even know if we're playing at night. I don't even know if we're playing it during the day. Well, why wouldn't you play during the because day? Because they, gigs. during the summer, these guys panic. They change. They think like, oh, we're not making enough money. And they think it's, they think by changing the bands around that it's going to make a difference. It's not. It's not, it has nothing to do with that. It's just that it's summer and it sucks in New Orleans in the summer and nobody wants to come here. People go to the beach. People go to, you know. But Steve, don't you think that the club owners would know this after you years would. Of doing it and having the same cycle every year being you would the same think thing? That, yes, I would think that. Hmm. But that's okay. uh, uh, so that's what's going on. So it really kind of stinks because you know I left the job that I really liked, you know, playing with Rockbox in order to play in this, you know, do doubles at Bandstand, and now, at least for that weekend, you know, I lost work. And and these mm. people, the powers that be, do not give a flying fuck about it. They don't. They don't consider that this is our livelihood. We have bills to pay. Blah blah blah. Like I said, we were given a day warning. So if the night gig goes away at Bandstand, you think you can get your gig back at Rockbox? I don't know. I don't know that I want to. I don't know that they'll they'll want me mm. to be there. I because they just they have. A new guy who started playing, and he just started this past weekend. And, you know, from what I heard, he did a great job. So, you know, there's no reason for them to bring me back. Um, so, I, you know, I have to come up with a different plan. And, you know, which which I'm used to here in New Orleans, but it really pisses me off. And, and I know that this happens all the time. I, I was looking at my Facebook memories for today. A year ago, the same exact thing happened one year ago today. Uh-huh. Yeah, I know. You've been very nimble since you've been down in New Orleans having to pivot and figure Brad stuff says, out. Brad season you know? down here is the same way, too, especially with rain. A lot of our gigs are outdoor venues. I don't know where down here is when he said, I don't know where he's from. But uh, I think he said Florida, but I know that. Oh, he I said Florida. Gig yeah, over yeah, the weekend. Yeah. yeah, I played a gig over the weekend outdoors with, you know, four inches of rain. It was covered. We were in a pavilion, but this, you know, the fifty people that showed up there before it rained were the same fifty people that were there for the entire day because they were completely locked down. You know, it was funny. Like at one time, the band stopped playing. And you know how loud the band is, right? And the band stops, bah! And all you hear is yeah. from the rain, just 
dude was just it was coming down so hard it was roaring on top of that roof i mean it was it was a roar right it was so loud wow. and there was no gutters so it was just pouring off on the sides and it was like it was interesting i remember saying when we got there like you sure we're playing outside you guys just still still want to do the gig today we got this big storm coming oh yeah no we're playing okay right so and it was a great gig, though. It ended up being great. And, you know, it, and I timed it good because I got there early. So I loaded in before the rain. And then by the time it had subsided enough where it was just a drizzle, I loaded, I was outloading. So I missed the whole, you know, monsoon right. effect, which was great. That works well for a gig like that because people are going to stay. They're not going to leave. Like, I'm not going out, you know. <laughs> no, no. If you didn't have an umbrella, you were not going to run to your car. You know, even 30 feet away, you would be completely right. soaked. Like it was, it was raining that hard. You know, it wasn't like I'm gonna make a break for it. It was like there's no way. Don't even bother yeah. running. Just walk because you're gonna be. Just yeah, as bad. that works well for us here too when it's raining because the same reason. Like people aren't gonna run out on Bourbon Street when yeah. it's pouring rain, and if they're in the club, they're gonna stay. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, in the summer here, usually it does rain every day, and it rained a little bit today, but for the most part, it has not been raining, and it's it's really freaking humid. Um, and it's yeah. it's it's disgusting. Uh, but George said same thing here in Chicago. He said he doesn't think location matters. It's more the season. But location does matter because it's Jersey Shore. You know, it's busy. That's that's the busy time of year. You know, if you're playing there. Oh yeah, Kel's playing four or five nights yeah. a week, right? So now. It, it is kind of about the location. Um, uh, but but Brad said they got canceled uh, Saturday night because of a chance of rain. Ready to set up and canceled. Re refused to pay us anything. Ugh. Yeah, that's the worst, man. See, the problem here, too, is we have these festivals, and if it rains, they just have it the next day. So if you're unavailable the next day, you're beat. You don't get paid, and you hmm. miss a gig. Because we got rained out last year. Like, we're playing a festival this, this Saturday, coming Saturday. And the same festival last year, we got rained out, and there was no rain date. And because the venue was booked, you know, for the summer concert series, there was no makeup date. So we got, we just got beat. We we couldn't play the gig, and then then they made up the date. Hmm. You know, so this year they gave us a premium Saturday night spot instead of a weeknight right. spot. So that's good. So yeah, it's it's uh, you know, being a musician as a career is not not the it's not the easiest thing to do. You have to kind of roll with it and. Uh, you know, it's feast or famine sometimes, you know, especially here in New Orleans. Yeah, it gets fall time, football season, gets busy, and then, mm -hmm. you know, you're rocking. Uh, but July, August, no bueno. Um, and, uh, again, like the management just doesn't take into consideration that this is our livelihood. I mean, I will give them credit for they cut us after an hour on Friday and did pay us for the rest of the day. You know, so, so that's... Mm -hmm. That's yeah. uh, uh, commendable. Uh, well, it's commendable, but I would expect nothing less, right, than for them, to, you know, to have any type of integrity, you would have to do that. You couldn't just say, hey, we're cutting you short because we've got a party coming in and I'm not going to yeah. pay you. Yeah, right? and they get paid oodles of money for those things for when, when people rent out the clubs for parties. Mm -hmm. You know, that's super sure. expensive to do in New Orleans on Bourbon Street. Yeah, because you're renting it out exclusively, yeah. right? Like. No one else can come in yeah. except your party, your guests. Yeah, they had people yeah. at the door that were checking badges, you know, the whole thing. Yeah. So it was it was a, a, a private party for swingers. 
And how about the other days you played, though? That was fine? It was, you know, it was okay. We had people there. um, And we generally do a good job when people come in the room at keeping them there um, because we engage with them. You know, we have the tip app we use. uh, You know, we we, uh, uh, get them to request songs and blah, blah, blah. So, but it's not a lot of people. You're not getting big crowds on during the day in the summer it's not happening um Mm. so you know it is what it is but uh we'll see we'll see we'll see what what happens things change here all the time so i expect them to change again and i'm anticipating this coming weekend that i won't be playing at night so if i am that'll be a nice bonus We'll, we'll see but if you're not you're prepared to have one i am prepared or go gal or go gallivant. I'm not going to gallivant. I do not gallivant. <laughs> you do not. So you are off. You are yes. Going. I'll be working on cover band central stuff. Uh, George worked New Year's Eve swingers ball at the Hilton in Chicago. It was wild. Yeah, yeah. I've I've worked gigs too where the, <laughs> there's tons of tons of swingers in the crowd and it is wild. They're fun, um, and uh, and I learned too that they don't like to publicly say that they're swingers. It's it's mm. it's forbidden for some reason um so but they are a ton of fun and you can always spot them nick's in uh, the uk what's up nick late at night in the uk right now it's uh yeah sure is midnight thanks for checking in nick something like that yeah he's tuned in for some cover band right. central so like it cover band central um so the topic i chose today uh and usually you and I agree on most things, and, and I'm thinking that you might not agree with this. And that's okay. It's, it's good to have a, a point-counterpoint. Um, but you know what the topic is. I sent you the, the info about it. And I, I picked this about social media um, and because of Threads. And Threads is, was just uh, announced uh, last week, midweek, I think, Wednesday maybe, I saw the announcement from Mark Zuckerberg on Facebook about Threads. Uh, Threads is a new social network similar to Twitter, um, but it's tied into Instagram and it's under the umbrella of the Meta company, which is uh, Zuckerberg's company, which is Facebook and Instagram and WhatsApp and uh, one more. I don't remember. Um, and I saw that post and I was like, huh, that's interesting. Okay, it'll probably be a while before I need to get involved in that. And then immediately I, I was seeing posts from people, you know, companies, celebrities, bands. Hey, we're on threads. Come, you know, here's the link. And I'm like, I, I can't believe it. And then I saw like reports about it. It said like in the fir- within the first couple of days, it was... I don't remember what the number was. It was like in the a hundred million people signed up. Like, I, like, are you wow. kidding me? So I went and checked it out, and then I I signed up for it yesterday. And it, again, it's tied into Instagram. So if you have an Instagram account already, it, you you have you basically are going to get a following right away. And, which I did. You know, I signed up as Coverband Central, and you know, just I didn't post anything. I didn't do anything. I just signed up. And then I went back and checked it, and it's like, you have 110 followers. Like, okay, what? I didn't even do anything. So I put up one post, and then uh, and then I shared it today on Facebook. You know, here's, you know, we're on threads, you know. 
and uh, got a bunch more followers already. And they're competing with Twitter. That's that's the the goal here. And like Zuckerberg has done throughout, you know, his his whole thing with social media is anything that starts to be successful, he tries to get uh, either either duplicate or get control of. Like Instagram wasn't initially uh, a meta company. Correct. It was yes, an acquisition. Was an acquisition. Uh, and Twitter, obviously Twitter's been around for a long time, but Twitter's been going through a mess with Elon Musk and uh, people mm-hmm. leaving and, and, and upset about it. So, so threads, which is, is similar to Twitter and is uh, really going to be in direct competition with it. And, uh, you know, the, the, the might and power of meta right now I don't see how it will fail because a lot of people are, have defected from Twitter or gotten kicked off of Twitter. Well, yeah, and now he's taking the opportunity for a new platform that people right. are going to go to. You know, and they have the backing to keep it, you know, right. afloat should it take a little bit of time. But with 100 million people initially signed up, it's not going to take too long. So, you know, that just got me thinking about. Uh, bands and musicians on social media and mm-hmm. I, I saw a, po- a post recently or it was in an article or something where uh, somebody said uh, in, in, in just about every band he was aware of there's somebody in the band that's not on Facebook um, and you know you are a person that's not on Facebook or on any social media correct? Correct. Like, um, not yet. I mean, you say not yet, and, and my response to that would be like, what are you waiting for? I'm waiting to launch my channel. But why are you waiting? So I'm, 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 because, because I'm procuring all of my stuff to post because I'm not going to have time to be generating new material on a regular basis. So if I want to keep the content fresh, I need to have a whole backlog of stuff. So when I start to disseminate it, I have time to create new because I don't have the time to dedicate to where I could post every day or every week and have the time to, to constantly be creating content. So I have to kind of backload a bunch of content so then when I come out, I can I can launch it. At least that's right. my approach. But I don't want to come out, launch it, and then have one post every six months. It doesn't benefit me to even be on it. Right. I, that's actually a detriment to do that. No, I, I would disagree with that. I, I mean... To go on and have no activity? It doesn't make a lot of sense. Why would well, I mean, on there? before somebody moves in a house, you build the house. You know, you don't, you don't, like, build a house and then somebody's in it right away. Oh, correct. I'm, bu- I'm building my house right but now. But you're not. You don't have, you don't so even have an address. So, so when I, no, but I'm gonna, when I put it on the market this way, it's, you know, then it's ready to Yeah, go. see, I would. I, I'm procuring all my materials. I, I would materials. disagree with that. And especially from you, uh, because it's like, like you would understand this principle that um, anybody like who's waiting for the right time, the perfect time to do something is never going to get anything it's not done. not the right time. Agreed. I just don't have the time. But it takes zero time. It takes like you sitting on the toilet and going, okay, my name is, my phone number is, blah, boom, I have an account. No, 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 no. Okay, so I have all these accounts, but I'm saying if I have no time to put content up to post it, what's the sense of me even having? Because it? you need you need the the foundation. Yeah, I I understand. I understand. I need the foundation, but I don't have anything to. to sure, you do. I don't have anything. Of course, to you don't have to have with. the perfect content. 
That's what I'm saying. You're like you're waiting till you have the the perfect quantity of con I'm content, and the have, perfect type of content. Just, just, you need to <clears throat> not perfect type. I just need quantity of content so I have enough posts to get me like through three or four months while I'm creating the new stuff because it's going to take me that long to develop the new. But content. your content so doesn't have to be have. as perfect as you think. Like it, there's so much, uh, so many people on on social media that are putting up content that is stupid. That is, is nonsensical, but it's still. I get. I guess. I guess the way I should rephrase it is like Tuesday. I like Monday nights. I teach. Tuesday nights I have podcast. Wednesday nights I have band. Thursday night I usually work on the car with Chase. That leaves me Friday night, which I'm usually gigging, or Saturday where I'm gigging, and then Sunday. So basically, during the week, I have one and a half days, maybe, of free time to get everything else in mm -hmm. my life done, and to try to wedge into that time to post and create stuff I, it's not i can't consistently do it so if i have the content sporadically assembled over three or four or five months then when i do launch it i have consistent content that i can put out for the next three or four or five months while i create the new stuff it's not a matter of the quality it's just i don't have the time so how much it, how much content you know? do you like when, I, like when i'm home I'm, I'm in my studio maybe an hour maybe an hour a well, week if i'm all right home. let me ask you this some in some weeks I'm not even I don't even get right, down. Let me ask you what is the content that you're preparing? What kind of content? Hey folks, Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon Podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. We're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica report. And you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. I have all kinds of videos. So video content. So you're... Video. Long, long <clears throat> stuff, short stuff. I have a bunch of shorts. I have a bunch of longer videos. I have some promo videos for when I launch it. Um, you know, I, listen, I'm welcome. I'm all ears for if you have an, e an easier way to record video and, and edit it. Do it on your phone. Yeah. Use, you know. No, I, I do have it on my phone, but your phone has limitations as far as, you know, memory and size of videos you can put on it. And... Uh, Stuff like that. Like I made a time lapse video. I'm not going to tell you what it was of, but you know, it took a lot of time because of the amount of memory for the file, because it was like an hour long video that I was condensing into like mm -hmm. two minutes, you know, by you know, by fast forwarding it and, and playing it triple time and editing it and going through mm -hmm. the pieces of it. So it just, it just takes the time. So that hour it took me to do that. That's, that's, I haven't touched it since and it's been almost two weeks. Yeah. So it's just a matter of I don't have I don't have abundance of time right now because you got to remember too my summertime is my busy season at work so I'm slammed right now between gigs and work and everything else right so but I mean we've been, been in the, having this conversation for years Tony you know like at for, least two years, years yeah um, and it, it it I don't think it takes as much time as you think it does and and like a time lapse video again you can there's apps on your phone you can do it super quick super easy and it takes only a couple minutes. I get that. I'm just saying, like, when you say, why am I not on Facebook? Because I don't even have time to check it, let alone post anything. So why bother? 
I'm not going to be active on it. So I'm not going to join it. You know what I'm saying? Like right now, I just don't have the time to dedicate to that. I have too right. many other things now, going on. I know you say it doesn't take a lot of time, but I just don't have any time right. to dedicate to it. Um, it won't always be like that. But, but it's also right not it important is. to you. And, and if it were important to you, you would have the time. Sure, if my business was dependent yeah, on it or right. something like that, like 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 they are, you know, my bands on Facebook and Instagram and all right. those things, but I don't run that. You know, another guy in the band does all the social right. media for the band, which is great. I'm happy to provide him a picture or content or send him a video for him to edit and post. Right. You know, that's great. That that's easy stuff. But for me to be in control of the soul, like like you do, think about how much time you dedicate to what you do. It's a full right. But I'm I'm an exception because I'm running yeah. a business and I'm also providing. A, a shitload of content every day. So I correct, which I think you need to do if you're doing it full time, yeah. like you. So are. I schedule things in advance. I, I and I, you know, I, I have a system which I developed over a long time, long period of time, and I'm constantly tweaking too. But I schedule things in advance, and I could now go a day, two days without checking anything, and it's still running. You know, I don't have to do anything; it's still running. Um, because hmm. I schedule things in advance. I schedule, you know, two weeks at a time in in one, I'd say one sitting, but it's, you know, it's a, it's it's like an eight hour shift of, of work for me to do that, um, you know, approximately anyway. But anyway, um, Julian said, we use Facebook slash Instagram mainly to announce events, not really to gain likes. I mean, we're not interested in doing business with it. We, we have people... But have people know where we play at specific dates venues? Um, you know, I mean, it's good for events, but you you have to have the audience to announce them too. If you if you're not curating an audience, if you're not building a, a fan base on on your social media, then what good is announcing your dates? Because you're, you're you're announcing it to nobody. Listen, I'm not disagreeing with you on that yeah. at all. I mean, since I joined OC Five. Our Facebook has gone up like by a thousand right. people. You know what I mean? Like it's definitely as the following grows, the people right. are jumping on. And we, I even notice after some really good gigs when we haven't played like these festivals, all of a sudden there'll be 25, 35 new people, you know, the next day who are like, saw the band last night. Great. Yeah. Started following you. So you're, you're right. You, you need the content to, to gain the followers and you need the platform. You also got to be out there delivering the goods to get the followers. Yeah. But I, I mean, I, and I don't mean to get on your case about you personally being on, on social media because you don't have oh, no, you don't really don't have a you. need for it because it's not your occupation. It's it's a hobby for you. It's something that you do. I mean, you've doing it for a long time, but you're not relying on mm -hmm. gigging for your income. You're, you're just, you know, it's, it's fun for you. And like you said, you have somebody else in the band that takes care of social media. You provide any content that that you're asked of, and and that's it. So, I get it. Like I get certain people, and I'm I'm somewhat envious too of certain people that are not they're not on Facebook because they don't because they they they're not occupied occupying their time with that. And like my brother is one. He's my my brother's not a musician. He he has a, a regular normal job. Not on Facebook. He was briefly, and he and he just like ah, I don't want this. He's not on Facebook, not on Twitter, not on Instagram, not on any of the social medias. Um, and he has no need for it. And I get it, and that's fine. But I, if you're a musician and you're out there and you're playing in, in bands and, and you're trying to get work, you're trying to build a following, you need to have a social media presence, period. You have to. And there's the most successful bands out there. Uh, and I just made a list the other, uh, last week. I sat down and I was like, I'm working on a project that I want to do um, about 
the, the mega successful cover bands out there, the ones that are absolutely killing it out there. And I, I posed the question in the CBC group about it, like who are the most successful bands? Because I came up with my own list that I thought of. Mm-hmm. And then uh, a bunch of people said, you know, chimed in on, on bands. And and was there any the, alignment from the oh, yeah, chime-ins Yeah, there was definitely some uh, in there that I already knew. But my list was about, you know, nine or ten that I could come up with off the top of my head. I let the thread go for about a day. And then I went through, you know, all the responses. And then I checked out all the bands. Some of them were ones I already knew of and I, I just hadn't thought of. But some I had never heard mm-hmm. of. So I went and checked out all the bands. When I was done, my list was 31 artists, bands and artists. And I left this thread up for one day. Wow. You know, I, I, I closed the thread after that. I was like, okay, that's enough. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, there's like 30 bands plus that are out there just absolutely slaying it. And some of them are exclusively online. Some of them are not out there gigging at all. They're, they're producing online content. They're producing uh, YouTube videos, reels, Instagram posts. And, and they're slaying it. They're killing it. They're, they're, they're selling music on, they're putting their music on Spotify, covers. They're, they're putting out albums of covers. Um, you know, and not doing... How does that work with all the copyright stuff, though? I don't know. I, I mean... You got to pay, pay some sort of. You got to pay uh, the publishers. You got to pay ASCAP and BMI, mm-hmm. uh, and, and there's you can do that. You can go to ASCAP or BMI and and pay for a yearly uh, permission. I think it is. Um, yeah, it's like a yeah, lease, and on a you song. just it's like a subscription. You just pay, and it's not a lot of money. It's like a hundred dollars, maybe two hundred dollars for a year, um, and then you get to do that, you know, and. There's bands out there that are making a ton of money and and have, you know, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of followers on social media. And because they have a social media game, because they're because they're on top of it and engaging with the audience and providing content. Um, uh, Jelly Bean Band said, I agree, even if we play often, the band is not our day job. So uh so I get why social media are more important to people who live on the band incomes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I you know, I, everybody shouldn't be, but I mean, there's 8 billion people on the planet and there's 2 billion people on Facebook. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, still, still about 25% yeah, of the population. So, uh, yeah, I'm just like, it boggles my mind for bands that are out there that, that, that are working and especially the ones that do it for a living that don't have a social media game. And I would say most of the bands in New Orleans, that's the case. They just don't. And the reason is that in New Orleans, you don't have to. We don't have to advertise to get people to the clubs, to get people to the shows. It's, you know, it's New Orleans. There's people here. And even if we did it now, even though it's shitty in the summer, it wouldn't matter. You know, people aren't going to exclusively come to New Orleans just to see a band in the summer when it's hot and miserable. Um, mm. But so, so most of the bands that you've played in or have mm-hmm. played in did not have a social media presence or a website or something where you can go say like, Hey, you know, check out our band at in blah, New blah, Orleans. Blah. Yes. Yeah. And if, yes. if they did, it was because I did it. 
like Cornerstone, my day band, um, or the you know the band at Bandstand, we have a yeah. Facebook page, and it's because I made it. You know, but I don't work on it at all because I don't get any. I don't get any. Sure, you set, you set it up and you got the template going, but you're not getting any compensation to run it. Well, so. I'm not getting any cooperation right. from anybody in the band, or and and it's <laughs> and it, again, it's about it's about content. So all I've asked from the band is take pictures, take video, every show. Um, Send it to right. me and I'll post it. And I'm just not getting that happening. So. Hmm. Well, again, it's like you said, Steve. You, you know. You, you have to want it, right? Like you can't make people do things they don't want to do, right? So it, it's the guys that are successful in social media, like yourself and, you know, the other people you mentioned, or they're engaged in it, right? Like they, they, you know, they want to post. They understand the value of it. It's not like a chore. It's part of what, you know, what they have to do. Right. right. You know, like we, like we spoke about a couple weeks ago about like learning songs correctly, right? right? It's, it's just it's part of the job. Right. But I like see. I'm no, uh, uh, you know, psychic. But this, uh, the, what's going on in social media now is going to be important in the future for for what happens with AI, with with virtual reality, all that stuff is is not going away. It's just going to increase in popularity. The technology's mm -hmm. advancing uh, uh, quickly, very quickly. Um, exponentially and and all that stuff now has, has laid the groundwork for what's coming and I, I think it's important to be in on you know staying with the times you know like we, we get all the you know people like you and I at our age you know we're a little more fuddy-duddy and a little more set in our ways and uh, you know a lot of people that are our age uh, so they don't yeah, I wouldn't classify either no. one of us as that. What I would say is that I think even though I'm not on social media, both my boys are, my wife is, right? So I'm plugged in. I'm connected. So I get information right. from them, right. you know, because I don't have time to go and, and, right. and be on it. But from your perspective, what you're saying is it's not going away. But I think it's more commonplace, like you said, for younger generations who grew up with it. It's, you know, of course they, they have it and they're on it because that's their, their platform that they use, you know, to talk to their friends and post things. And it's, it's, you know, like Instagram and all these other things, right? Whereas we didn't grow up with that. So we have to embrace it and adapt to it and see the value in it, which is great. But it's not part of something that we're accustomed to doing every day in our lives, like checking your feed. And I know you are, you know what I mean? But that's not part of my yeah. routine right now. And I've never wanted to be that old man person, you know, that like... Like, ah, these kids today, they're doing these things. Like, like my dad, when, when uh, my dad's been gone for, <laughs> you know, for uh, 18 years, he, you know, died. Um, so he came, uh, or when the beginning of the internet really was around his latter years. And he used to be like, ah, that's just a fad, the internet, it's not good. And he would talk right. to me like, uh, like, he would want to know something. He's like, Hey, look it up on your internet thing. If you know this. And like, I just right. never wanted to be like, I never want to be like that. Like where I don't understand what, what's happening with the younger generation. And, and they're the ones that create the future. So, 
even though I may not be here for the future, I still, I like being a part of it. It's exciting. It, it, it makes me still kind of feel young a little bit. I think we have to remember too, that as we get older and somewhat wiser, some of us, not all of us, <laughs> that you have to keep an open mind. Like your perspective has to be one where if you are that, like you said, old school, closed mind, like, ah, that's just new technology. You should be using, you should be doing this way. The rotary phone is so much better than that. You know, dependable, it's wired, it's plugged in. Like if you're stuck in those ways, then your whole life is going to be stuck in that sort of mentality. If you're a progressive thinker, it doesn't matter how old you are, right? But you're embracing new ideas and new technology and you understand that you're going to get left behind if you don't, you know, get with the, with, get with the times, right? So, you know, I think part of being youthful is keeping an open-minded perspective to, to anything, right? Any new idea or anything that someone's, whether it be a musical idea or a business idea, or like you said, anything, you know, you're, you're trying to raise a family or teach kids or like I'm teaching students, you have to be open-minded to where someone says, well, well, I saw this thing and this technique thing. Okay, well, let's talk about it. You know, you can't discount things. I mean, just because you're not familiar with them or it's not something that you're accustomed to or you grew up with, right? And the second that you do become that, then I agree with you. Yes, you become, like you said, the old fuddy-duddy, but I think you just become limited in your ability to grow in life. If you have a closed-minded perspective, you're just stuck in a rut and you're yeah. going to be there. And, and that's why I embrace it. Um, and as soon as I hear about something new, like Threads came, like I'm like, I got to know about this. I got to know what's going on. And even if I wasn't doing the cover band central thing, I would still want to be like, okay, what is this new thing? Um, hmm. I, it's just, it's exciting to me about how things progress. And AI, how AI is progressing is, is incredible. Um, but it's also causing a lot of problems for people, uh, mm -hmm. especially creative types, which is, uh, you know, my field. Um, but artists, and writers, uh, I, I think, you know, there's the writer strike going on right now. Um, and I, I'm sure that's part of it um, because now studios can just go into chat GPT and say, uh, you know, a write a romantic comedy where, uh, you know, somebody has a broken leg and the other person is, uh, uh, has cancer and go. And then that that's it ai will do it and most of, a lot of hollywood stuff has been cookie cutter anyway for for a long time so mm -hmm. um that's that's a big deal you know and and for artists for painters and and people who draw and stuff like that it's it's a big deal you know i, I have a very good friend who's a who's an artist who has concerns about it too and there are a lot of people but what do you do you adapt you know you you yeah, and if you're an artist, I mean, listen, if you're an artist and I'm an artist and these other five people right here are all artists and we all have the same paint and the same brushes and the same canvas, we're going to paint mm -hmm. a different picture. It's all going to be whatever you, you know, you create. So, yeah, AI may be able to cr create things based on algorithms and things that are plugged into it of us being asked of, but it's still going to be different from what you paint or I paint. We'll never be out of a job because of AI. They can't paint like like I can paint or you can paint. AI is not going to be able to play bass like Steve Witchell, just like any live bass player can't play bass like you, or any drummer is not going to play drums like me, just like I can't play drums like anybody right. else, you know? 
Like there's a certain energy and nuance that comes with that, especially in music, right? Like how many times you change up a player in a band and it's a whole different, you know, vibe. Oh, yeah. It's a yeah. whole different band, you know? And it's just because everyone has their own energy that they bring to the situation. So whether that be spiritual, mental, musical, creative, you know, we're all unique in that yeah. that regard. So I, you bring your best that you can bring. So, I mean, yeah, AI is, it's interesting. I don't know if it's concerning or like, you know, something that's going to like take away maybe, you know, in some instances, some jobs, but I don't ever foresee it, you know, completely putting people out of work, you know, taking over, you know, human beings. Mm, creativity. Not completely, but partially. Yeah. No. I mean, because yeah. because right yeah. now, like, say I want, you know, I, I want to, um, I don't know, I, I, I want a, a picture of something. Uh, I could hire somebody, I could go on Fiverr and say, like, can you draw me a picture of, uh, uh, you know, anything, uh, Elton John playing piano, mm -hmm. uh, you know, paint me a picture of that. And, but now I could just go into Midjourney or, or, or any AI and just tell it what to do and it will do it and I, I don't have to pay anybody for it so somebody lost work for that sure yeah but that's just an ai generated oh, yeah but the ai is is phenomenal yeah, it's not yeah yeah but it's not the painting that you would have paid someone for that's going to be completely different from that yeah but you could I go in and, and ask it to do the same thing over and over again it'll be different every time and you just do it until you're you're happy with the what you get not yeah. disagreeing with that, but it'll never be the same as yeah. Joe Painter. But why should I pay somebody $500 for something I can get for free? It's a personal choice, I guess. If you're supporting that artist or you're supporting that culture or you're supporting that effort, then you say, yeah, I want to give back, like, you know, like local, right? Go eat out at your local restaurant, you know, support local businesses. So it's kind of like, hey, you do that, like, you know, I'll support you. I don't know. It's community. You know, I think that AI gets us away from this connectedness, this interconnectedness of people to where, yeah, I don't need anybody anymore. Like, I don't even need to have friends. I don't need to talk to people. I don't need to have guys to paint for me. I don't need to guy have the guys in the band. I can create everything myself. I could do everything with AI and just mm -hmm. sit in my house. Like, that's the anti-society. Like, that's not what we want to be doing. We're supposed to be brotherhood and all work together and co-mingle and coexist and share energies and, and, and you know, and help each other to prosper and uplift each other not you know I, I don't know the world you and i will always disagree with this i like the technology but it, it's i think it's effing up the world big time you know it's helpful in a lot of ways but it's also creating a lot of separation between people because they don't interact anymore oh i don't i don't talk to anybody i just text you know just i'm too busy yeah. just text me no i don't necessarily disagree but with that, that. I, no. I i would love yeah. to go back to a more primitive time you know, I, I think that would be fantastic. Uh, but I also embrace technology, and I think people uh, need to do that. But will see, they do, but not to the detriment of interpersonal relationships or your own right. personal growth. But it will put people yeah. out of work because people take shortcuts, and that's what people generally do. People w will take the easy path to, to anything. Um, and... You know, it's just been the way, like you're talking about like supporting local communities, but, you know, most people will go to Walmart to get their stuff and not go to the mom and pop shop to, to buy their stuff. They'll go to Guitar Center to buy their, their strings. Because the world has become something too where it's like, I got to get it as cheap as possible. 
right? Why am I going to pay more for it at the music store on the corner when I can go on Amazon, Amazon and get it, it for two in two days, delivered to your door yeah, and get right and get it tomorrow? Exactly. So, I mean, listen, I can't argue with that, right? Because that's a great commodity to have. Oh, I need something. I can get it in two days. No one else has it available. Oh, look, Amazon has it. And look, it's cheaper than yeah. everybody else, you know? Oh, you know, in that regard, it's great. But like what you were saying earlier is about AI. It's like no different than if you say, hey, you know, I'm in, we're in a cover band. We're, we're playing mm -hmm. music. It's not the original, right? But why should I go pay to see the original band when I can go see a cover band for free? Mm -hmm. the same thing. Right? I mean, it's basically the same. It's similar. <laughs> you know? Because you're not getting the authentic original, you know, original, but you're getting, a uh, you know, a generated facsimile right. of that. That's not by the original person, but it's damn close, yeah. and, and it works. I mean, it's so. Hey, listen, it's all good, man. I, I just think you got to embrace it in a way and implement it in in a healthy measure that doesn't overtake you. You know the, the, what life's really all about. Yes, and uh, you know that's all. I think a lot of people sit home and and just are on Facebook and you know are sheltered because of it because they can live vicariously without leaving their yeah, house. I think more people than not are, are like that. Um, and, mm -hmm. and, uh, they can be a little bit, uh, more brazen online than they would be in person. Um, see that a lot. Sure. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I like to roll with it. I like to embrace change. I like to embrace technology. I think it's fascinating, but at the same time, I do agree with you that, uh, that life is better when you're connected personally with people, when, when you're out somewhere and you're talking to people rather than looking at their phones um and uh you know it's just now to your point you use it to say hey i'm promoting something i'm going to be playing with my band to this place and someone comes out to see the band and they're like dude i saw your post and we're here that that's like the perfect sure. storm right there like because that's you're leveraging it it's working you're using it to convey the information but the end result is you're getting personal interaction with people right right which is is the what it's really designed for george said my nieces sit six feet apart and text each other yeah that's right <laughs> and he's not kidding right he's, he's oh being yeah serious about like that. i've seen husband you and know? wives do that like you know their wife is upstairs they'll text her you know like yeah or just go anywhere out and everyone's like this on you know everyone's yeah. on their phone all the time no one's out and about talking to people you know i get an elevator to say good morning to someone on their phone they look at you like talking like you're talking to you me look around, on an like, elevator yeah. yeah right you're talking to me like you're not just on your phone like being silent until you the doors mm. open hell no well, elevator's a little weird because elevator you usually don't talk to people at least to you, i right? always <laughs> do man i love that yeah i love walking through. morning everybody how's everybody doing today let's go what floor are you going <laughs> Here, i'll press all the buttons for you why not yeah <laughs> right down now you're going everywhere have a good day i'm getting off at one you're going 15 <laughs> oh man no, but you know what I mean? If you're, if you, you'd be surprised when you talk to people or you tell someone like just stupid stuff. Like the other day I was walking somewhere and there was a maintenance guy and he was like dumping out the garbage. And I walked up to him and I said to him, morning, how's it going? You know, and the guy looked at me and says, oh, good morning. You know, how are you? And like right away he was like, wow, I can't believe this guy's talking to me. Like, cause everyone probably just walks by him all day and just doesn't say anything to yeah. him, you know? Yeah, most likely. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. A lot of times you know you see people working they have headphones and listening to music you can walk up and say something they don't even acknowledge right. you because they don't hear you you know but 
you know, why not be friendly to people? That's what we're here for. I agree. I like it. When I'm out in public, I like it. But some, I'm more of an introvert, too, though. So sometimes I like to just keep to myself. I, you know, ideally, like you're talking about people, like, just staying home and doing stuff on the Internet. I would love that. <laughs> <laughs> but that's why you got to become comfortable with being uncomfortable, Steve. Well, I do that all the time, zone, too. I mean, I play on stage yeah. a few times a week. Uh, yeah, I know, but you're comfortable doing that. You've been doing it your whole life. I'm talking about, like, you know, forcing yourself to do things you don't want. Yeah. To. I'm sure there's days you got to force yourself to get on stage, too, but yes, it's not every yes. time. Actually, on stage is one of the most comfortable places I am, where I just feel like, yeah. That's what I mean, right. But I do that yeah. all the time. I do stretch myself. and There's nothing to lose talking to people. The worst that can happen is they don't talk back to you, or they're cranky, or they say, hey, man, okay, sorry, you're having a bad day. <laughs> like, you know, move or on from say, that. Get out of my face, you weirdo. <laughs> yeah. I, I know, right? People are taken back sometimes when you're, like, friendly and outgoing to them. You say, yeah, how's it going today? You know, but a lot of times, you know, you know what's funny, too? A lot of times... People will perk right up too, like when you talk to them. Oh, hey! And then they're like instantly engaged. Like, oh, great! Someone's actually yeah. talking to me. You know, once in a while you get people that are like don't want to talk to you. But if nine times out of ten, if you start talking to someone, they'll 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 yeah. talk back. I agree. Um. So, anyway, what did we learn today, kids? Uh, we learned that uh, you never know what's going to happen in your that- musical career, and you should really be on social media, and you should get off your phone and start talking to people. And grow your own food right, because yeah. eventually AI is going to take over and and you're not going to have right. a... You have digital cucumbers and you're not going to be good in salad. <laughs> digital cucumbers. <laughs> in your AI world, here's your cucumbers, yes. Steve. They'll come on the screen and then they'll, they'll come out of a dispenser out of the bottom of the monitor and you'll be like, you know, you'll be like this, catching them and then putting yeah. them in your salad. You never know. Perfect. I would love to be here in 50 years. I mean, nope. I doubt I will be, but you never know. But man, oh man, what's it going to be Steve. like in 50 years? Episode 1257. 1200. <laughs> we'll be way past that in 50 years. Yeah. Well, I don't know, man. That's, that's a thousand Hey, episodes. I can't grow a tomato. Yes, says George. That it can't. But I agree with you, Steve. Social media, if you're, you know, if you're in a band or you're, you know, in, in the business of anything that needs to be like in marketing wise, 100 percent, you've yeah. got to be social media. You know, 100 yes, percent. Um, speaking of, you know, a great social media network for you to be on uh, if you're a musician is Cover Band Central. Coverbandcentral.com, the website, you can sign up for a profile for you, your band or both. It is free. Um, we're also Cover Band Central on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram on YouTube. The link for the uh, for YouTube is in the description. Click on that link. Subscribe to YouTube. And now we're on Threads too. Threads, yes. Uh, brand spanking new on Threads. You'll find Cover Band Central, uh, TikTok too. We're, we're on that and and everything else. Uh, but to get in touch with me or Cover Band Central, Steve at CoverBandCentral.com. That's how you do that. Um, or you can get through. To, through me to Tony if you really want to because you can't find Tony on social media. That's right. I'm ghosted on social media, so you must go through my my associate, right. Steve. Yeah, I'm happy to be your... your uh... Please keep the fan mail down, Steve. I know it's been a little tough lately with the thousands of inquiries coming in regarding me, but please, people out there, try yeah. to slow it down a little so Steve has time. To well, you know, I've got... Right? Getting overwhelmed with stars, getting overwhelmed with all kinds of emails about me. It's just, just getting stars. A bit too much. Yes, you could send stars. They're a digital gift to us too uh, during this broadcast. 
I should have said that at the beginning. That would have made more sense. It's okay. I just brought it up because people are sending me stars through you, and I don't think I'm getting a fair That's cut. Right. Julie Bean Van said, thanks, guys, from Montreal. Uh, thank you for hanging out with us. Leo here every week. Every yeah. time we're broadcasting, Leo's here. Thank you, Leo. I appreciate you. Leo. Um, I know you're doing LBI soon, right? Two weeks? Two weeks? Yeah. From... First week of oh, August. Oh, first week of first August. August. So we'll be back. I'm here next week and the week after. And okay, so we'll be back here in two weeks. Uh, before yes, your LBI trip. And uh, until then, everybody, get on your social media, whatever. Get out there. Put your phone down <laughs> for a minute and go talk to people and say hello and say good morning and shake their hand and smile and be, be nice. nice. And, and we'll see you next time. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.